The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 74th birthday today. Happy birthday to Jerry Springer. <laughs> now that show now here's is we, still on. You know that Jerry Springer used to tape in the Connecticut city in which I lived. I think you told me this last year when yes. it was his birthday. Yes, in Stamford, Connecticut, about two blocks from my place downtown Stamford, Connecticut, forty-five mm-hmm. minutes up the road from New York City. He and uh, the Rich Forum is that where it is? What's well, on? Okay, uh, is on that what it's called? I don't know what the hell it's called. Uh, yeah, a bunch of those daytime shows. Uh, Steve Wilco uh-huh. is another one, uh-huh. and then uh, Maury. All Maury, there. all all taping in the same place. Um, yeah. That show. This yeah. is a hundred percent true. Yeah. That show is still on. Yeah. It has gone for twenty-seven seasons. There are more than three thousand eight hundred and ninety episodes that's, of the Jerry Springer show. That's a lot of episodes. That's too many episodes. That's First, too many that's too many episodes of anything. That's too many. Uh and we're not even close to that and we've had too many episodes. Correct. First four through the door, Brent Homan, Mizale Romero, Josh Chapa, and Tony Blaylock. And Eddie Jackson says uh he wishes he could dress like Tepper at his place of work. Right? Yeah. Listen guys. I I mean I'm, if you're looking at Max, Max is wearing his, his um Jurgen Klopp uh pullover or uh, zip up. Zip up. Zip up. Zip up. Zip. So, you know, just kind of a casual yeah. casual office. I, 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 we, we always I wish I would. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every now and then our boss will be like, hey, my boss is coming to town. You guys, could you, could you wear something nicer? And then when our boss's boss shows up, he goes, why are you guys dressed so nice? Correct. It's weird. Yeah. We're just, you know. The good thing is if you just start dressing like a slob, everyone will assume you just always dress like a slob. Yeah. That's just who you are. Yeah. Uh, today is Wednesday, February 13, 2019, 288 days until Thanksgiving, episode 708. 708, the number of walks for Toby Hara in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. 1,355 games scattered across 11 seasons from 1969 to 1986. Uh, he is second all-time in walks in Texas Rangers history. Behind? Anybody got a guess? Uh... A pudge. Close. Rafael Palmeiro. Okay. Rafael Palmeiro. All right. Uh, on today's show, guys, we've got a uh, special guest sitting to my right. We'll talk a little bit about recruiting for in This Week in Recruiting. And then, back after the show, we unveiled something very cool on TexasFootball.com, if I may say so myself. Yeah, you can because you did all the work. Uh, I did all the work. <laughs> uh, um, we're going to dive into the six-year program rankings in Texas high school football. Uh, we ranked 1,185 high school football programs uh, across the uh, for the last six years. 
uh, who is number one, who is the fastest riser, etc. We'll get into all that coming up here at the back half of the show. But for now, I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Cruton. Greg Powers is here. The other What's up? Greg. Greg. Greg 2.0. We're just Powers and Tepper, I think. Greg 2.0. Yeah. Does anybody, let me ask you, as a Greg, uh, how many people call you Greg? None. Almost nobody? Yeah. Because almost nobody calls me, like my wife calls me Greg, but that's because she's also Tepper. Uh, anyway, Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete is here. Follow him on Twitter at GPower79. And follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, let's get into, uh, let's get into uh, this week in Cruton. Uh, and let's start with our... Uh, what was the first one we did? Prospect, Prospect on the, on the Rise. Week. Prospect on the Rise. You mix it up here, and, and but uh, I appreciate that because you always kind of put the you put the headline first. And and the Prospect on the Rise here is uh, we're going down to the Houston area to Stafford. Talk 2020. Uh, defensive end Robert Wooten. And yep. this kid's uh, uh, this kid is, is is jumping onto people's radar in, in a hurry. And deservedly so. Mm-hmm. What I really like about Robert Wooten, of course, we're going to watch some of his next level athlete showcase camp video here um watch him going through drills but on tape he's a he's a guy who is that hybrid six foot three 225 230 pound kid who i think a lot of schools probably thought you know maybe he's an stand up hand on the dirt hybrid type of guy Mm -hmm. Uh, but i love what he does as a true defensive end and i think that he will grow into a more true defensive end as he matures uh has Spends all of his time basically with his hand in the dirt on the high school tape. So he's a guy who I really think as defensive ends start to come out of the woodwork, that's one of those positions mm-hmm. that you know defensive end, defensive tackle, offensive lineman, they start to pop up more throughout the spring evaluation period. I think Wooten's one of the best in the state. And his offer list is starting to reflect that. Uh, Texas Tech being a big power five in-state offer stepping up this week. Because here's a guy who played for a Stafford team that has had great years in the past, but last year was just getting you know, underwhelming, right. four and six. Um, but this is a guy, and uh, maybe another guy who got overshadowed by one of his teammates in Ken Savannah, the senior. But, um, but this is a guy who had 66 tackles, 15 tackles for loss led the team in, in sacks uh, yep. with eight um, and and you see the frame you see the frame and and it's it's not outside the realm of possibility to see him add more weight to that frame too um, that's something that that's that's something that that I know that that you know you can't teach that so well, to speak. what I love to watch him too in this on this camp stuff is that he went up against the top guys he's going up mm-hmm. against Donovan Jackson and some of the most elite uh, guys in the state, 2020, 2021 guys, and here he is matched up with Hayden Connor, who's going to be one of the best in the country, uh, and had some really great battles with those guys. It was a lot of fun to watch, very competitive, uh, but also is the total package off the off the field. Well-spoken kid, decent grades, uh, and I think that a lot of schools are going to be all over him. Of course, Tulsa overshadowed sometimes as an academic institution by some of the other schools but it is a pretty good mm-hmm. academic school and they were his first offer that's uh so robert wooten at a St- uh, stafford down there in the houston area uh the 2020 defensive end uh, our prospect on the rise this week let's talk about our commit of the week um keller central um another program that has just kind of quietly routinely put out Really solid FBS kid. You remember Zach Sanchez a couple of years yep. ago. Um, they got another one in athlete Davon uh, Graham. They call him DJ though. Yep. Uh, he commits to Oklahoma. Uh, th- this is a guy who's a true athlete. In that, I mean, we could really see him play either side of the ball. It seems like right. And we'll talk about a couple of these guys actually in this as we g- go through it. But DJ's one of those guys who 
his upside may be best on the defensive side of the football because mm-hmm. of his height and his speed. But, man, he is a ball of lightning with the football in his hands. He can really make people uh, miss. And we'll watch through his highlights here, and you'll see him playing offense, defense, special teams, and that's kind of what he brings to the table. And it wasn't really a huge surprise that he made his commitment to Oklahoma over offers from schools like you know Georgia, LSU, uh, Ohio State offered him as well. Because he told me in my first interview with him about two years ago, believe it or not, that Oklahoma was the – was the one that was the one he looked up to Zach Sanchez a little bit and Mm -hmm. it all worked out for him that he's able to follow that same path now and play at OU and if I'm a college you know as a college football fan I look at that OU defensive backfield and yeah my eyes light up you know if I'm a guy like DJ Graham uh, but maybe he likes having the football in his hands. I think that's TBD. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because the thing is he's he's got the skills to play on either side of the ball and and by the way don't look now but Oklahoma Cleaning up in the class of 2020 so far. No big surprise. Yeah. Uh, Jace McClellan, of course, the longtime Oklahoma commit, uh, the Alito running back. Drew Sanders, the athlete out of Denton Ryan, who's a guy who I, knew, who I know. Um, if he was a secret before this past year, he is no longer a secret. Uh, and now he uh, and now joining them is DJ Graham out of uh, out of Keller Central, uh, the Oklahoma um, Oklahoma's class coming together in class of and 2020. And OU was um, the number one rated school. Within our Texas high school football Hot 100, OU signed more prospects than any out-of-state program. Uh, so. Impressive stuff. Uh, we're talking with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Let's go down to our underclassmen of the week. Back down to the Houston area. Yep. Uh, 2021, kid who coming off of his sophomore season, uh, quarterback Jalen Milrow. Uh, out of uh, out of Katie Tompkins, the uh, one of the newest programs down there in in, in Katie, uh, got his first Power Five offer. Uh, comes from Nebraska. Yep. Uh, the Huskers uh, looking at this six one hundred eighty five pound quarterback. And he's a true dual threat guy, and really passes the eyeball test. I mean, this guy is really well put together. Uh, what I really love about his game, and now he's going to have to sure up his mechanics, and he's going to have to continue to make strides as a technician at the quarterback mm-hmm. position, but he has an arm rocket. This mm-hmm. dude can really fit the ball into tight windows, has the ability to dial it up 70 yards if he needs to. Uh, all gas, no brakes is how I would yeah. kind of explain him right now. Uh, but he's got a very high upside, and his, his offer list is coming together very quickly. He's a guy who can fit into that spread zone read option scheme, and I think that you'll see a lot of colleges who run that uh, come after him schools in texas that i think should target Mm -hmm. him i mean he's already been on some good visits already but i mean he just seems or feels like a guy who would really excel in the baylor offense i don't know why i think that but maybe maybe it's the right call well and you 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 mentioned i'm I'm glad you brought up um that he's not you know i I think he'd probably admit it he's not a technician right now right there's a lot of times where you watch jalen milrow and we we saw him a a number of times kind of throughout the, the year um, and it's just it's it's a lot of backyard football. It's a lot right. of uh, you know uh, I'm a lot more concerned about getting the ball where it needs to go than it looking good. Um, he's a kid who obviously has tons of talent. Just needs a little bit of polish. Could play but, any other position too. Yes. I mean he's a he's a freak. Yes, he he really is. And and, and at six one hundred eighty five pounds, that will play. And and a guy who uh, you know was impressive as a sophomore helped guy Tompkins to a really breakout year in two thousand and eighteen. Playoff run, right? Yeah, playoff run, and, and is only getting better. You know, as as a sophomore, this is the kind of thing that if this tape were from a senior, you'd right. go like, "Ooh, I have some concerns about, uh, you know, arm slot. I have some concerns about uh, some of the throws that he makes." But as a sophomore, you go, "Okay, this kid's got superstar potential. Let's just polish up. Let's let's shine off a, a couple of these rough edges, and he could be a real a real dynamo." I dived into his uh, tape a little bit 
further last night too. Of course, we had him at the next level showcase as well, so we got a chance to eye, eyeball him up uh, in close and in person. Uh, but watching his tape, he, he makes pretty quick reads. He seems like a pretty cerebral kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Katie Tompkins is really liking their potential over the next couple of years with him leading their offense. Absolutely. It's Jalen Milrow, our prospect on the right, our underclassman of the week, rather. Uh, Katie Tompkins, quarterback uh, Jalen Milrow, going to be just a junior coming up in 2019. And then finally, let's go to our recruiter of the week, our recruiter of the week, going yep. on east to the Tomato Bowl. Uh, 2020 athlete Chris Carpenter. Uh, has committed. Uh, he is heading to uh, to North Texas. Good start for North yeah. Texas, man, because Chris Carpenter, this dude, can really play. Yes, I mean, he can. I really, I really like him. I think the North Texas coaching staff is going to have a lot of fun arguing over whether he plays offense or defense mm-hmm. because he's a guy – we talked a little bit about DJ earlier Ooh. being able to fit uh, on both sides of the football. Carpenter is a guy who, because of his length, his agility, and his speed – uh, could be making millions maybe in the NFL one day as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of receivers in the state of Texas. That list goes 100 deep every year of guys who could play at the next level. That list of defensive backs or cornerback recruits, not quite as deep. No. So we'll see what ends up being his true calling, but I know that North Texas is going to have to fight to keep him on that list. A lot of schools have already offered him and are going to continue to keep the heat up on him, especially when they see his versatility, what he could bring to either side of the football when they stop through during the evaluation period. Well, and this is another guy that I think because he played for a team that, quite frankly, wasn't all that good. They were 3-7 right. and seven last year. It was a forgettable year for the Indians in 2018. But this is a guy that, as a junior, really popped off. And, and you saw uh, what he was able to do. You know, he hauled in 31 catches uh, for 501 yards and two touchdowns. He ran for another 255 yards and three scores. Uh, he punts. Uh, he, he returns kicks. Uh, he does a little bit of everything for the Indians. And and a guy who I think that if you were on a better team and maybe that maybe made a deep playoff run would be the kind of guy that, that maybe is getting a little bit more uh, attention. As a result, though, North Texas is able to swoop in and get what, what feels like a real steal from out east. Right, and this is one of those guys who, you know, we preach this all the time to kids who are making their highlight tape. This is one of those guys who you watch the first play and you go, okay, let's yeah. Let's go after this guy. Yeah. You know, so North Texas, to be able to get an early commitment from a guy like Chris Carpenter uh, really says a lot. And you'll notice if you look around and research a lot of information on him right now, no one even has a photo of him. So (laughs) (laughs) that's under the radar. So (laughs) that's under the radar. If you can't find a photo online, Chris Carpenter or, you know, somebody get a a photo of Chris Carpenter up there. Come on, because he's he's certainly worth it now that he's committed to North Texas. Um, Chris Carpenter from Jacksonville commits North Texas. A um, lot of good stuff at TexasFootball.com uh, from our friend Greg Powers, an next little athlete. A um, lot of good stuff. And uh, and um, keep two, an eye on Two uh, segments? Oh, we're going to keep you around. But um, keep an eye out on, on the site for, for more stuff, more exciting Definitely. stuff from the recruiting side. Uh, we've got big-time big, big time plans for uh, for Texas high or Texas football insiders uh, coming up here. Uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. He's going to stick around for the second segment, too. Let's do it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Um, look, how do I want to how do I want to pitch it today? 
There's a lot of great stuff on the website, okay? For insiders only, we're going to talk about a big thing that's for insiders only right now here in just a minute. Um, but if, 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 you, if for no other reason than this, we're working on the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-page magazine, the one that I'm going to pull my hair out over the next three months putting together. Um, and we finally got a schedule of how things are going to go, how things are going to, when I need to send this magazine to press and things like that. We're going to send to press, I'll be honest with you, we're sending press on May 31st. It's a Friday. We're sending the magazine to press. All 400 pages are out the door on May 31st. Um, there is a fair chance that this thing's not hitting shelves uh, for like a month. And I mean, it takes a long time to, to, for it to do that, but it's, it's a long time. If you want to get your magazine first, if you want to get the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you before it hit store shelves, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You get a lot of other great stuff, a recruiting magazine, you get a year's worth of content at texasfootball.com, but if that's all you care about, and I understand if it is, if that's all you care about, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider today at texasfootball.com insider. Reserve your advanced copy of the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Gamble's Texas Football. You'll get it first if you go to texasfootball.com. It makes a great gift as well. Texasfootball.com to become Dave Gamble's Texas Football Insider. Speaking of insiders, there is a new thing on the website. Oh, man. On texasfootball.com. Um, we today at texasfootball.com unveiled our Texas high school football program rankings. Uh, our six-year program rankings wherein we take a look at what every uil high school football team in the state of texas has done over the last six seasons and we break it down and we rank them and we we rank them one through there ended up being 1193 <laughs> um we end up ranking them and uh, I, there's a bit of an explainer at texasfootball.com um, there's the explainer is free. The, uh, complete rankings are, um, are for insiders only, but, um, let me kind of run through a little bit of, of how this works and why we're doing it. So first of all, it's a nice, uh, this time of year is a nice time to kind of hit a reset button and look back over the past couple of years. Uh, and, and what kind of got me thinking was I was having a conversation with a friend who's from out of state and he said, Hey, so who's the best high school football team in in the state. And I was like, well, last year, you know, I would say that probably like Galena Park North Shore was probably the best team in the state. Um, you know, maybe if you want to do pound for pound, maybe it's Newton. We were talking about that a little bit yesterday in our Golden Triangle recap. Um, but, you know, I said, well, it kind of depends. It kind of depends. And he goes, well, who's been kind of the best team over the past decade or so? And so we got into the conversation of like the difference between a team and a program, right? Is that uh, there are there are there are schools out there that have had great teams that you would not consider to be a great program. Uh, and furthermore, there are times where great programs don't necessarily put out the best teams. As a result, I, I want to come up with a way and a metric to measure the strength of a program, uh, a Texas high school football program. And so we came up with the six-year program rankings and now powers you asked me and i will let you ask me this question on the air uh you asked me a question out there in the bunker which was why six years why six years i have a great question so i toyed with doing it for for four years i toyed with doing it for five years i toyed with doing it for eight years and in okay. the end six ended up being a bit of a magic number in the sense that it 
it, it gave you the proper amount of weight for a single season so that if you have a transcendent single season, it can help buoy you. But it's also big enough of a sample that one great year will not outweigh the others. Gotcha. Um, so there was that. The other part of it that I really liked kind of this is that to be entirely honest, this is now after the fact. One of the things I liked about it is that it's a graduation cycle and a half. Okay. Is that there are some teams. Let's take a look. For example, Bremond. Bremond had a really transcendent, amazing 2016 class, right? Uh, Rashad Paul, a number of other playmakers yep. from that team. Um, but when you go and you go across six seasons, you are now saying, okay, at best, you are going to get four great years from this one class. What happens in those other two? I like the idea of it cycling through a, a graduation cycle and a half. And so we are left with, um, so, so I went through and I crunched the numbers and I looked at, I ended up determining five different criteria for these rankings. The first and the, the highest, uh, the, the thing, we'll go from highest to, to lowest as far as weight is concerned. The highest weight. That was a question people had, yes. by the way, is are these categories weighted differently? They are. And McElroy was one Absolutely. Yeah, they yeah. are very slightly weighted differently, yeah. but they are weighted differently. Yep. Uh, weighted the most is state championships because in the end, I think that that is the mark of, a, you know, an, an elite the program best. is the yeah. number, is, is state championships. Uh, after that, it is number of games that you won relative to the number of games you could have won. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is that if you have a perfect, if you're an 11-man team and you have a perfect uh, six-year run, you go 96-0. and 96-0. Mm -hmm. If you go, basically, you could just do winning percentage, and we do include winning percentage in this, but I needed there to be a way to... Uh, give a benefit to a team that made a deep playoff run. And as a result, we take that. And so, uh, for example, our number one team in the rankings won 91 games over the course of six years. 91 out of, 90, of possible 96. That's really, really impressive. Um, that is, so that's the second highest uh, thing, is the number of games you won relative to as many as you could. The third is state championship game appearances. Because, to me... Getting there is obviously very important, but it's not. But but it would be a bit redundant if we were to put that ahead of uh, the number of games because you're going to have to win minimum of you know twelve games to get to a state championship anyway. The fourth criteria is winning percentage, just what percentage of games that you won. Uh, that way, the reason we wait we wait it less is so that we are benefiting teams that go. Nine, uh, you know, nine and six, and make it to a state championship game more than we benefit teams that go ten and one, right? And then finally, the last one is ten win seasons. Uh, which number? Uh, what number of seasons did you have that were ten win? That is the least weighted thing. But I do think that I think we all agree that if you win ten games in the season, you had a pretty good year. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, and there were some surprises on the ten win season. There were thing for me. Like I didn't, I don't remember Carthage not having. Correct. A ten win season. They did though. Uh, uh, I believe they only have five out of. Or yeah, yeah, they have. Um, they have five out of six. So if you are wondering, here are the top ten in the uh, in our six year program rankings. Uh, number ten is Argyle. Argyle went uh, eighty one and six. They have a championship, three title game appearances. They won ten games in each of their ten, uh, ten uh, six seasons. Number nine is Carthage. Uh, number eight is Refurio. 
Number seven, West Orange Stark. Number six, Bremond. Number five, Katie. Number four, Canadian. Number three, Highland Park. Number two, Allen. And the new number one this year is the Alito Bearcats. Alito wow. went 91-4. and four. They've won four championships in that six years. They've played in five title games, and they've won 10 games each of those six years. 91-4, uh, and four, which means that they played 95 of a maximum 96 games in that wow. six-year span. That's an incredible six-year run. Um so, one thing I will mention, and there's a few things, there's kind of a breakdown at TexasFootball.com of the, of the top-level stuff, but the thing that uh, like they're, they're worth mentioning is that you have to have played ten, uh, six varsity seasons in order to be there. So, for example, uh, Alvin Shadow Creek is not on there because they've only played one right. varsity season. Now, they would actually be pretty highly thought of if they were, if they were in there. Um, if they were if they were in there, um, you would uh, you know they would be I think in the in the in the four hundreds, which considering they've only played one season is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that's it's really crazy. really good. They're not in there. College Station is not in there. They haven't played six. Uh, Midlothian Heritage, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, Frisco Reedy. Those teams are not in in these rankings. Um, but we did have some teams that that this is the first year they are joining the rankings. One of them is Brock, and Brock debuts at number eighteen in the rankings, which wow. is unbelievable. Yeah, to be the 18th strongest program in the state in just six years is is really and truly amazing. And I don't think they're going anywhere. Nope. No, <laughs> they've got uh, talent that's I coming. Um, I kind of mentioned in the piece that um, this is going to sound crazy, uh, but uh, but winning championships is good. <laughs> um, that is uh, by weighting it that way, you get a big bump if you're making it. The, the biggest, uh, for example, one of the biggest leaps uh, among the state champions um, is um, is McLean. In six-man football, uh, McLean jumped 173 spots in our rankings in one year just by virtue of an undefeated uh, state championship run. Wow. Everyone moves up if you want a state championship. Yeah. You you do. Um, some of them, they're just, you know, Alito moved up, but they could only move, they moved up from two to one. Um, if you're looking for the teams that made the, the biggest leap, um, the biggest leap uh, were... Um, Haltom. Haltom went up 344 spots thanks to their... Because one thing you've got to remember is that it's not just what you did in 2018. It is also what you did in 2012. Mm-hmm. Because 2012 is dropping off of the rankings and being replaced right. by 2018. So, Haltom replaced a very bad 2012 with an amazing 2018. That makes them a, a big leap. Uh, Lakey, White Deer, uh, Garden City, San Saba, and Dieball also made very, very big leaps. Uh, the fastest faller was Corsicana Mildred, specifically because it makes a lot of sense, right? They won the title in 2012, correct? Uh, they went to the title They game. went to the title game. Went to the title game in 2012, right. yeah. um, and they were replacing it with a pretty poor 2018. Yeah. Well, you make that swap, and, and you're going to yeah. end up tumbling. Um, so this was other, other real notables. If you're interested, the highest-ranked 6A team is Allen. 5A is Alito, 4A is Carthage, 3A is Canadian, 2A Bremont, number one in oh, 1A is still Richland Springs, yeah. although they have fallen, th- that gap has, has narrowed a little bit. They used to be a runaway uh, type thing. In fact, I believe um, they're actually down seven spots. They were number five. They would have been number five uh, last year's rankings. Um, the highest, uh, one, one small kind of fun note. I told you this, Max. Waco, La Vega, and Wascom yeah. now have the exact same f- six-year resume. Yeah. The exact same. They're bookends. 68-6, yep. si- 68-16 record, two title games, two championships, uh, four 10-win seasons. That's big. First three years, 
last three years. It's just kind it's just, of it's, it's just very odd. <laughs> um, the highest ranked team without a state championship is Albany. They check in at number 27. The highest ranked team without a state championship game appearance is East Bernard. They check in at number 36. And the highest ranked team without a 10-win season is El Paso Andrus at number 305. Uh, so I hope you will dig in at texasfootball.com. Our, our six-year uh, program rankings, I'm really proud of these. I think that these are really, really cool. And there's just a lot of fun nitty-gritty de- uh, data to, to dive into um, you know that, that I just I had, I had a lot of fun putting this thing together right and it just it just it, it feels like a you know I don't know this 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 once I kind of got going on this it just it just like I wanted to keep keep finding this way and and, and I'm certainly open um, you know I had I had one coach kind of get in there and said hey you know I don't love the idea that the 10 win seasons are part of this because you know um, you could ever just be Beaten up on a really good district, exactly. or a really bad district, really bad district, yeah. where you schedule yeah. a bad non, uh, yeah. non-district, and, and I certainly understand that, and I appreciate it. To me, the mark of a ten-win season is that um, there, there's very few. Te- you don't luck into a ten-win game season, like you end up right. at, like that's the mark of a quality program in my mind is is to win ten games in a year, um, and so that was uh, yeah, it was it was really fun to put together. Um, I hope you'll check it out at TexasFootball.com, our six-year program rankings. There's some surprises. I mean, Duncanville, just think how high they'll go up yes. after they drop off a 2012 season. Duncanville, you know? Duncanville is up 107 spots. They are up to a number 122 in the in the state. And would climb, I mean, just if we throw the same record in there again for next year, you would, I think, drop off eight or nine games from 2012 yes. right. and add, you know, possibly 15 or 16 wins to that they could make another huge climb when you oh, republish yeah. this year. if they give yeah year. when we do this next year if they're dropping off the 2013 season they're replacing it with let's say okay uh, another, so it'll, yeah. it won't be 20, 2012 already dropped off yes. 2013 so that's Correct. a that's why they that's part of the so that's more like it. a five or six loss Correct. season that'll drop off but if they if they replace that with a year like they had this year i mean they're gonna i mean you're talking about a team that right now duncanville checks in at 122 right you could very easily see them in the top 50 based on one good year, you know, just, just the way things go. So um, take a look at it. Let me know what you think. Tweet me, at Tepper. Uh, let me know what you think of these rankings. But overall, I'm really, really pleased with this, and I think that it turned out to be uh, a really fun project that uh, we'll be able to do every year. And you can see how these things change. And so congratulations to Alito. Uh, I, I, again, the other thing is that I knew I wanted these criteria, but I didn't really know how to weight them. So I, I fooled around with them a little bit. Uh, there were there were some, some things that... And I want to make sure that when I looked at this, it passed the smell test. And I got to be honest. When I look at this, good. this passes the smell test. This makes me think like, oh, yeah, I buy that uh, Richland Springs and Lake Travis are like right on the same level. You know what I mean? Like they are two programs that should be right next to each other uh, in these types of rankings when you're talking about the best high school football program in Texas. So TexasFootball.com. It's for insiders only. Uh, now's a great time to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider uh, to take a look at these six-year program rankings. Question from Andrew Christensen. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, uh, not that it would be a huge difference, but did, were you able to take into account teams missing games for things like the Hurricanes that would give them, let's say, 94 possible games? Sure. Um, I was not. So that is going to be a small. That's a small factor yeah. uh, in this. That that and he acknowledges it would that be there a should be. I mean, yeah. they would still have to play the game, and yeah. so there's a there's you know theoretically a fifty percent chance they lose the game. It's very hard to do that. So in the end, to, in 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 this is one hundred percent honest. If you're an eleven man team, you have a maximum of ninety six games, no matter what. If you're a six man team, you have a maximum of ninety games, no matter what. Um, there are there are some situations where games get rained out and yep. games up. In the end, um. That is it. Is it entirely fair that that game should hurt you? 
No, but I yeah. also think that it's it that the that another reason why the six year sample is good enough is that it's a large enough sample that we're able to kind of cover that up and it should only count as very, very minor. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys, Rob Hadaway, Bob McSpadden, uh, pointing out that a search function would be nice. I agree. As the guy who designs and builds the website, a search function would be nice. Uh, this is a regular article. That's a tool that we can't really build into a regular article right now. I would like to fix that in the future. But for now, there's also a thing called Command-F or Control-F. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you guys are both computer wizards. I know this because you're on this show all the time. So the other so thing... Just do that. The other thing we're going to look into doing... Don't um, make me cranky. Is we may, we may, we, we're probably going to reach out to <laughs> our developers, and we may try to put these on to... For insiders, we may try to put these on the... Um, uh, on the team pages, yep. So that part of your dynasty yep. rankings, yeah. Stuff no, like so that. you just go to a team cool. page and it'll be there. And it'll be yeah. there, so you could say, oh, you know, Munster is the number nineteen program in the in the state and yeah. stuff like that. Great, yeah. Cr- Grape Creek fans can log on to see that their teams won ten games, five out of the last six years. Yes, so exactly. Right. San Angelo Grape Creek uh, has had a, a, a an actually a, a really impressive win. That's 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 that they are the kind of team that if you're just consistently pretty good. You'll you'll end up going pretty far, um, and th- that's kind of what they're. I mean, they're they're ahead of a team that has a state championship in Richmond Georgia Ranch because yeah. Georgia Ranch is kind of fall off. So consistency matters, and that's kind of one of the things that we want to blend top end and consistency. Right. Yeah, um, and that's something that. Well, that I mean, I it was an eye opener. I mean, I did, I actually didn't know that they had won ten games five yeah. out of six years, and that puts them ahead of Denton Geyer, which mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. Right. Yeah. It's 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 been a pretty decent run I there for. Uh, yeah, the I, th- I think ultimately what I'd love to do with the dynasty rankings, and this is a bit of an undertaking, I'd love to have the six-year rolling rankings as part of the team pages. So to all these guys we're talking with, Rob Hadaway, Bob McSpadden, all of our viewers who yeah, I know you look at our team pages and things like that, I think it'd be pretty cool to have some sort of badge or, or part of the page that basically says, you know, six-year <laughs> program dynasty ranking kind of thing. Actually, but I'd also love to have an all-time if, one. If I, may, if I may interrupt, yeah. that's actually a typo. That's San Angelo Central. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that. I was like, that's fine. man, Grape Creek? Have they really yeah. been that great? Yeah. No, that's San Angelo Central. Yeah. San Angelo so Central. It, it literally was an eye opener. It literally yeah. was an eye opener. Yeah. It should not be that. So I bet. Way to go. I bet if I were to search this. Grape Creek appears twice. Um, yeah, actually, they are. They have been transposed with San Angelo, uh, San Angelo Central. So, Way to go. Uh, congratulations to San Angelo Central. Good job alienating one in the biggest fan base in the state, Tepper. My bad, guys. Good thing Shay's not here to beat you up. My bad. I'll fix that. Um, anyway, that is, the, that is one very small change that I will make. Uh, if you see something <laughs> like that that does seem amiss, um, I, think that, that, I think that's literally just a typo, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts. One thing I want to throw out here is I love how engaged everyone is on this process, even if I am cranky. You guys are used to it, though. Um, for those of you who, who do go through this stuff, really do trust your opinion and a lot of a lot of fun things we've done have been because we've been talking with you guys um like i said bob mcspadden rob hadaway but brent everyone else uh, tony look at those team pages uh we're gonna add some stuff to them this year and uh i want to uh, i don't want to give a lot of that stuff away um but that'll be part of what insiders get for the next cycle, especially when the new magazine comes out that the team pages are just going to keep getting more robust bigger the helmet project's part of that but if there are sort of features of the team pages or, you know, little stats, factoids, things like that you want added. I'd love to hear about it because a lot of it's feasible and I'd love to give you a shout out uh, and, and maybe a role in helping do that if we need the extra bodies. So mm-hmm. 
uh, as always, you guys know where to find me. Uh, but but I know I love like I said I love how engaged you guys are on this stuff. I love how much you're you're into it. If you see if you look at the team pages and you're an insider and you're like, man, what could we add here? What would be cool? Let me know. I'll tell you right now, stats not happening anytime soon. Yeah, we've looked into it's that. It's a bear. I mean, even Max Preps, who has a really good setup with coaches, they don't have everyone, and there are some teams who just won't do it. So I know stats would be awesome, but but getting them's trickier than that. What I'm more sort of interested in is sort of history integration. And, and ways to make the page pop a little bit more. Dynasty rankings is one of those things. The helmets are also a big part of that. So if you have any ideas and you want to bounce them off me, I'd love to hear. That's it. Because I think we answered most of the stuff just as part of the six-year ranking thing, uh, conversation. Cool beans. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow Thanks. us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. We are off tomorrow. We will be back Friday with our Friday Night Lights review. Oh, that's right. For Max Thompson and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Friday on Texas Assuming Football Assuming Greg today. doesn't screw it up. <laughs>